0: No, and it reminds me of how like people without kids have really different vibes around experiences and like decor because oh, yeah. you'll hear them be like, okay, so there's this new coffee shop and it's in the back of an antique China shop and there's no seating and no <laughs> one makes any noise, it's amazing. You're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you just can't like post kids that's your lens for everything where you're just like, Oh no, my kids would ruin all of that. My everybody <laughs> would hate me if I went there with my kids. I would hate me, I would hate my kids, they would hate me, everyone would hate my kids, it'd be perfect. Hey dads and non-dads, welcome to the Hey Dad Podcast. This is a podcast for three brothers. <laughs> hey! And one guy who wishes he was a brother.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. So my... <laughs> this is embarrassing. My phone, I looked up the Austin Powers theme like two days ago and it's stuck and Spotify keeps... I can't get this to stop. <laughs> okay, one minute. Okay. And, and one guy who wishes he was their brother.
0: <laughs> Talk about dad stuff, you stupid idiot. <laughs> it's sometimes non-dad stuff. <laughs> See, we felt like the way dads were portrayed in pop culture didn't really, I'm going to go crazy. I, you have to turn it off. <laughs> didn't really represent us or our friends very well. So we decided to start a podcast, the Hey Dad podcast. To talk about what dad life is really like for us. Oh my gosh, make it stop.
1: I can't. I'm trying. It's (laughs) like.
0: So we were at Tyler's apartment uh, for, I think, a New Year's party. And I walked in and it's first of all, it's so white and beautiful And
2: like, like Oscar. So white, white or hashtag. So white and beautiful. So white. There's a Titleist visor hanging up from the door (laughs) when you walk in. Barry Manilow's on the record.
1: music of John Mayer wafting through
0: the room. (laughs) So we're walking into the apartment and my wife and I immediately as we walk in have so much that's unspoken between the two of us. And it's basically this mixture of
2: What's that smell?
0: <laughs> Jealousy, slash, kind of this like winky. Can you imagine what would happen if our kids were here?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: And <laughs> and as we were debriefing afterwards, it was very much like, oh, you were thinking that too, right? When you walked in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have this like museum quality apartment with a wall that literally it's probably like a like a twelve foot ceiling, ten foot ceiling, I don't know, something like that, and from six inches above the ground to six inches from the ceiling on an entire wall. There's like 40 framed photos and it's gorgeous. Tyler's wife is a photographer. They have a lot of amazing photos. And all I'm thinking is a, I'm so jealous. I haven't been in a room this clean in months. (laughs) And B, if my kids were here, they would destroy everything. Yeah. And you're noticing, like, oh, I never really thought about the fact that you can't really put anything, like, lower than four or five feet off the ground if you if you don't want to open yourself up to the possibility that you're going to get boogers on it. So walking around this apartment, you know, it, it, you're you're just—it draws into stark relief how different the vibe of a house and decor and cleanliness in specific is post-kids. And I think— One of the things that, that continues to surprise me and I, I don't know why it still surprises me, but it does. Is I still can't believe how much work it is to keep our house clean. Mm. Like, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say more than an hour of cleaning every single day. Maybe, maybe, maybe more than maybe like an hour and a half or two hours. Like when you factor in laundry and dishes and the kitchen And the kids rooms, if you, and again, it's not, it's not like we actually do that much cleaning every single day. Our house isn't like spotless when we go to bed every night, but even just to keep it at like livable, the amount of man hours that you have to throw into cleaning blows my mind because kids are just freaking Tasmanian devils. Like they just run around and especially like, we'll notice it. We have like a toy bin in the corner of our living room. And especially when like a new kid comes over, you just see them. And like they're, and, and part of it is the fact that it's just like a big bin full of toys. So it sort of invites this behavior, yeah. but like a kid will just come over and be like, oh, this is where they keep the toys. And they're just like throwing toys over their shoulder. Like you're what describing, else is in here?
4: you're describing David's visit what else for 48 yeah. hours ago. Yeah. yeah. David <laughs> did this at
0: our house two days ago. And it's, but it's not just the toy bin, it's the cupboards and it's the, like kids are just so curious and so busy that they're creating messes all the time. And so I actually think, Cleanliness and the way you approach it as a family actually sort of invites some interesting philosophical discussions about like, how clean does our house need to be for us to like be the family we want to be, to have the vibe we want to be, to invite people over to whatever your like priorities are as a family. I do think sometimes that ends up getting reflected in the cleanliness of your house. And one of the things Mm. that, that my wife has said before, when we're talking about cleanliness is Cause she's she's got a little bit of that too, where she's she gets, you know. Sometimes I'll I'll catch her like sitting on her knees in the corner of the kitchen, just like looking at her phone in like a super weird place. And I'm like, what are <laughs> what are you doing in here, you psycho? I just like come around the corner and she's like kneeling in the kitchen. She's like, uh, this is the only like ten square feet of the house that is clean, <laughs> so this is the only place I can like relax right now. Wow. Like nowhere else in the house can I like fully <laughs> oh, like. Yeah. And she's not like having a panic attack. She's just like, I'm naturally drawn to this place. And this Mm. is, I'm just going to chill here
2: for a minute. It feels good in here. What is that? What is that? Oh, it's clean.
0: That's what it is. And (laughs) so, uh, in, in conversations with her about this, she's like, the thing I have to tell myself is I'm, I'm choosing, I'm choosing not to clean Mm -hmm. in this moment. And it's because of what I am choosing to do. Mm. Like I'll be at work all day and then we'll get home and it's five o'clock and the house is messy but like the kids miss me. And so even though the, I'm going to choose not to clean right now and maybe we'll get to it before bed or maybe we won't and we're just going to wake up in a house that's kind of messy tomorrow. But like I, I'm going to choose to like show up and be around my kids right now rather than clean the house. And I don't – that isn't – obviously that's not the choice you make all the time or else your house would fall apart. But it is an interesting sort of proxy for priorities – In your family and not maybe not like Super super high level priorities but just like In the minute priorities like what's the Most important thing
2: right now Well even even without kids Um I I don't know if this Is makes you want to like roll Your eyes but like Kelly and I feel that sense too like Kelly owns her own business like I work we have Creative projects on the sides whatever and we still have Those days where like we would like Like you joked about our Apartment being really clean But like That is a a shared value for both Kelly and I, but it's it's like something suffers because we put the effort in for that house to be that clean. We're like, there will be a whole day where we're like, oh, cool. Like we spent like four hours today putting things away, reorganizing, kind of like doing this like fortnightly spring cleaning so that like for the next week or so, like our house can feel like in the right ballpark of what we want. And you, you know what suffered We didn't get to do XYZ Or like oh we're staying in for the next two nights Because we didn't get to do any work And so now you know Kelly's on the couch Working until midnight or whatever mm-hmm. And so it's like I mean One I can't imagine adding kids To that like that uh, Dynamic but two it's it is one of those things Where it seems like um, Condescending To say and, and I don't mean it this Like reductive but to say like well anyone Can can have a house that clean but like it's it's true it's just there's all the other things you can't do so it's yeah, like totally yeah. you there's could, only some hours have in a day. House, you could have a house that clean and then you don't go to any of your kids sports games like you could have a house that clean you don't help them with their homework you know what i mean and it's just like that's where i think like there is like a grace in that where you get to be confronted as a parent with like what are our priorities as a family like what are the things that Yep We are going to choose To give this time to What hobbies are, Am I going to like Put on the shelf For a season What After school activities totally, What after totally. school activities Are are we not going to do Or whatever And I feel like The cleanliness thing I think when you talk about like Parenting shame Or whatever Like how clean your house is Is probably pr- A pretty big one I imagine Like pretty far up there And it's one of those things That feels like A non-negotiable Like well, we definitely Have to do this one And so right. You can see how when those things stack up, like oh, my kids need to like eat healthy, and I need to do this, and I have to go to all the things. You see where the like self forgetfulness of parenting starts to creep in real quick.
1: I think about even just like what, in a way, it's our need to be um, to be neat and and have a tidied up house has kind of in a way done to our our kids, especially like our oldest. You know, she isn't necessarily like a neat freak. You know, she keeps a neat room for the most part, but she has to be reminded to put her things away, and that's just a normal thing. But we have really good friends of ours, and they have a little boy and a little girl, and they'll come over sometimes to eat dinner or just hang out, and their kids um, will both go to Atlee's room, and it's not so much like this, but you expect this a lot. They would go in the room and just start ripping things out of the drawers and throwing things like toys on the ground and just dumping toys out. And I remember, like, I'd look at Atlee. I'd go in there, and I I'd Atlee, like, the look on Atley's face would be, like, I can't enjoy this because I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> this is so much of a mess. <laughs> and I don't know if that's, like, a nurture versus nature thing. Like, part of me thinks it's just who she is. She's, she's her mom's daughter, and she likes things a certain way, and she's very particular about it. That's how both my kids are. Um, but I also do think, like, I wonder if we've kind of taught her that, yeah, fun is fun, but, like, messes are really bad. You you, got to keep that (laughs) in check. And and I remember, like, one time her friends came over and did that and just, you know, were being kids and dumping toys out. And I thought she was going to have, like, a panic attack. She was just like, oh, my God, it's such a mess. She said to herself, like, this is such a mess. Like, I heard her say that to herself when (laughs) she was, like, five.
0: (laughs) Well, dude, on that note, I have a a really, really close friend who grew up in a house where their – part of the way that their, their dad, especially like would cope was with cleaning both like positively and negatively, like has, I think probably some like actual undiagnosed OCD. And like this friend of mine has like fear about, or at least had like fear growing up, like their mom would be like, Hey, dad had a bad day at work. He's on his way home. Go clean your room. And it was like this like stressful, like, oh, got to get everything perfect, got to get everything perfect or else like dad's going to be mad. And I do think, uh, you know, I've noticed that in myself sometimes as well, where like cleaning, there's so much about being a parent that feels out of your control. And so cleaning, I'm sure in healthy and in unhealthy ways, can be this way that you can exert some sort of control over something and or the like the illusion of control where it's like i can't actually solve this behavior issue with my kid or whatever but like at least the house feels clean right and so in some ways i want to be like well yeah if that helps you clean your house like whatever but the unhealthy part of that can be like i've even found myself like there's chaos and i'm just like i'm kind of like move away from it rather than engaging with it and i'm just going to go like do the dishes totally and it's like what I'm actually kind of doing is opting out of the thing I should be doing, but I'm telling myself, "Well, someone needs to do these dishes." Right. But yeah. really, it's like I'm choosing the easier thing because the harder thing is dealing with whatever is actually going on with Whatever's my actually kids. Actually
1: bothering me yeah.
4: Total, uh, total opposite end of the spectrum is, uh, you know, David. David probably, you know, during his during his evening bath time routine, will poop in the tub. Maybe you know, one out of six bath time sessions. <laughs> And that's a, really, so, that's a so much then, higher ratio
2: than I thought it yeah
4: was. yeah 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 and 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 uh, you know like the you know maybe 24 hours ago like definitely could tell like oh yeah, those were the blueberries that you had for uh, for dinner there I, I, I see them there yeah and then so then like I'm but then you know bath time's clearly not over so i I drain the tub I'm holding them in one hand I have the spray nozzle and I'm spraying the poop down into the drain and it's then so I, sad are, that you
0: have like a routine for this
4: restart the the bath for him and everything and then you know I'm having thoughts you know we we're we're a one bathroom apartment household so that's my space too you know <coughs> with with toys and the bath mat and poop chunks you know there's maybe <laughs> hopefully I, I I flushed it all out of the the bath mat but maybe not and I'm you know I'm cleaning myself in the morning going, yeah, may- maybe I'm I'm clean and ready for the day, uh, but may- maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm disgusting right now. Uh, but you know, this is this is me, and this is the day that I'm going into. And uh, here we go. I'm a dad. And I have Ooh. athlete's foot now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, you could just uh, you could just have really really low standards. That's also that's also another. it's also a good coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: no, but actually, that's what it is. It's basically either. Mm -hmm. I need to, like I, something's got to give. Yeah. And so either my sleep is going to give, or my alone time is going to give, or Mm -hmm. my time with the kids is going to give, or Mm -hmm. my standards for the house are going to give. But there's, Mm -hmm. there's that aspect of your time that becomes very zero sum. And it's just kind of like, if every hour I spend cleaning is going to be an hour I spend not doing something else. So is it worth it? And sometimes Mm -hmm. it is. And sometimes it isn't.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I also see where the, like, I mean, it makes sense that this week, uh, this week's episode is sponsored by Marie Kondo and Sparking <laughs> Joy. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, I also see where that, like, uh, hunger for minimalism can start to oh, creep in. Oh, my gosh, yes. Where yeah. you're just like, you know what would be easier to keep clean? If we had half as many things as we have. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Kevin, oh, you you have said to us on multiple occasions Don't get my kids anything for their birthdays (laughs) or Christmas unless it's really important to you to give them a thing because they probably won't notice because they're getting a bunch of stuff from everyone already. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to have to have more things to take home to their room. Mm
0: -hmm. Have any of you guys dealt with the co-parenting or even just a house sharing vibe where... You just have a a different standard or expectation either on a macro level, like in general, I would rather it be cleaner or I would rather you chill out about cleaning or or on just a micro level, like that moment where the person you're with like really – wants to re- re- relax or really wants to clean and you want the opposite. Like,
3: <laughs> I
1: think that's the the wrench that gets thrown into this. Yeah. Do you know what it's been for me is recognizing like, and I've had like a long time in marriage to kind of figure this out. Like I used to go with Amy, like, why are you cleaning? You said you're tired. Why don't you sit down? Like, hey, I'm watching, I'm watching TV. Why don't you come watch it with me? And it took me a very long time, probably too long to recognize that for her, like she has to get that part taken care of or the relaxation time isn't gonna be all it can be for her. And that's just the way she's wired. And if I take 10 minutes to help her after the kids have gone to bed, like pick up some things and straighten some things up, then the qual- her quality of like relaxation time afterwards will be so much better. And she will then actually be able to like restore herself a little bit and like reset and recharge. And it took me so long to figure it out because I would just sit and watch her clean. Like, what are you doing? Like, come on. I know you're tired. I finally figured out like, oh, you, if I just help you, then this gets done faster. And then we can both relax. And it won't just be me relaxing and you just being stressed out, you know.
4: What about you, Andy? Uh, so, so we have a baby on the way uh, in a matter of weeks, our, our kid number two. And then we currently have a two-year-old. And he lately has gotten really clever with stacking different objects into like a staircase that gets him to whatever thing is at whatever level he wants to get to. If it's a light switch, it's if something on a shelf, he's incredibly uh, clever in this. And uh, so we we bought a bunch of different shelves as part of like our nesting process to just go, Okay, if we get a couple things uh, up in altitude we will we will be yelling less at our two-year-old to be like david no because yeah, it's just like <laughs> just there was just so much of that in our house in the last month and uh so the, we got some shelves and we moved some things up and we're like oh this is really nice so like we have both been able to relax because stuff just isn't accessible to him anymore but at the same time uh like I I do enjoy like arranging the furniture and getting things in a way that like makes sense. And today I had to arrange things in the living room in such a way that I didn't prefer how like it looked visually, but uh, there was this, there's this basket of blankets that David will use as a first step that then leads to this yellow stack of like drawers that then leads to the TV and I I move things around in such a way that he cannot he can no longer access the DVD player if he gets up, uh, <laughs> high, high enough. And it's it's driving me crazy because it's not like how I would prefer our living room to be. But I go, you know what? I'm not gonna be like annoyed at my two year old, and so that's better than the the space being exactly how I want it to look.
0: There's a couple little things that we've done, and I just wonder if there's anything that's like worked for you guys. I think we have sort of like unofficial toy free zones, which help like there's pretty much no toys in the kitchen and there's no toys in our room. And it, I don't really know how that happened and I don't even necessarily know that we ever really communicated that to our kids, but we just yeah, like I never, how you,
1: how you enforce that. That's, that's we
0: like, don't ever like play with them with their toys or really a lot. I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but like our room and our kitchen, in our kitchen, there's just kind of n- no toys anywhere.
4: Is there anything else you guys have done that helps? I mean, there's two there's two places in the house that for me personally, I'm definitely neurotic about, which is like the open refrigerator door and our bedroom. For some reason, when the fridge is open, that's exactly where David wants to be as I'm like getting a meal ready or whatever. And I'm just like, no, get out of here. Or if like the... The bedroom, our bedroom door is open. He will find a way to get onto our bed and pull Sarah's guitars off the wall or uh, get into her makeup or whatever. And so... Uh, I just find myself like wound really tight, just like anticipating this like the pitter patter of like the the real fast two year old steps where I'm like he's coming he's coming he's coming and I will like <laughs> slam the door in my two year old's face and hear him outside like Wah! but I'm like I don't care you see the like this dad needs the, this right now this is you a see no the water
0: in the in the
4: glass
1: rippling yes <laughs> you look yeah. in the rearview mirror yes, yes. and he's the goat coming. is gone it's just like yeah. the chain and then just what some blood the on goat? the ground. Yeah, what happened, what happened, to, the
4: happened to the goat? What happened? And
1: that, fat, that fat dude from Seinfeld got get, got eaten on the toilet for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that it was, it was, yes, I do.
2: <laughs> I can't wait to see the subtitle of this episode, Cleanliness, or that fat dude <laughs> from Seinfeld got eaten on the toilet <laughs> or whatever.
0: <laughs> Derek, have you included Atlee? Like, does she have chores? Does she have a chore chart? Have you done you anything know, like so,
1: that? So, here's the funny part is that. She, we tried to institute that before we moved out, and I would say did it with varying degrees of success, depending on what, depending on how bad she wanted a specific toy, like at Target, to get like allowance money for. And and when we got back in the house, I was like, I'm not putting this freaking chore chart back up. You don't even do anything, you know. <laughs> but um, but so just, she won. Yeah, but just the other night, she um. It was really funny she like she cleaned up breakfast for me. She made a big deal about how she's was to clean up breakfast. But all that really was is like throwing away some like um some napkins and like these wrappers for the muffins that she that her and her sister eat, and like taking the two plates and then putting them in the in the sink and wiping the crumbs up and then being like, okay, well it's clean. And I was like, okay, that was good. And but she was like so proud of herself for cleaning up breakfast. And part of me was like, huh, that's so cool. You know, she just wants to serve and she's like has that heart. And we get in the car on the way to kindergarten and she starts talking about the chore chart again. She's like, you know, we should get that chore chart out again because I really want to start doing chores again. <sighs> I'm like. Amazing. No, I'm like, you want to do the chores that you want to do. The easy stuff. Uh, <laughs> like, you know? Okay. So I going like, we know on that chart, we're probably like, you know, you have medicine you got to take every single night. So we'd probably put that on there like a task that, you know, you don't argue. And, um, you know, probably have you start helping me with laundry and like drying dishes because she used to do that. And she was just like. <sighs> no. <laughs>
2: no. I don't I, want the chore chart. I, I Yeah.
1: I was like, all right, we're still a little bit further removed from you figuring out what the chore chart like You're how like, was supposed to be. At
2: you can do these eight things or you can mow the lawn. Pick one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the thing about the chore chart that's hard
0: for me right now is like imagining so the end state of like kids that know how to help and feel responsibility to help and have either been Either with a carrot or a stick, incentivized to clean. That's the end state I would like to arrive at. Sure. And I also think growing up and participating around the house helps a kid be a normal person. Because, like, guess what? Like, people have to do stuff they don't want to do all the time. However, it never feels worth it in the moment because Mm. it's like, if I ask you to clean up your toys, it's going to take you 45 minutes. And that's like barely an exaggeration. It's going to take you (laughs) so long to do something that will take me less than a minute. And we're going to have eight conversations about it. And you're going to ask me how to do it. And then I'm going to look at you like you use your hands and you pick up things that are on the ground and you put them in the corner or whatever. And so it's like, it never feels worth it. And so it's that thing where it's like, no, I'm too busy to do the thing that will actually help me be less busy. (laughs) Like I'm, I can't dig myself out of this. So I think I'm all just gonna end up. My kids will be 18, and I'll be clearing their dishes because I'm because I never ever taught
2: them how to do it.
0: I think that's what's gonna happen. <laughs>
2: Kevin, Andrew, I don't know about for you guys because I feel like mom and dad parented all of us like a little bit differently. Uh, but for me, like the the kind of go to punishment wasn't like being grounded, taking away anything. It was assigning chores. Was that the same for you guys?
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
2: Yeah, it'd be like if if I if it'd be like, oh, you have to do a thing now. Mm Yeah, and I I can see myself like weaponizing that against my kids, (laughs) like when I want the house to be cleaner than it is, just kind of like stalking the house looking for something that they did wrong. You're like a cop
0: with a traffic ticket quota.
2: Yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm just like waiting under the overpass to be like, oh, you left the bathroom light on. Now you have to clean the whole bathroom. Sixty five. <laughs> I just I I think I need to wa- keep an eye on that one cuz I could I could see myself turning into that that uh that weird crooked cop with my kids and like soliciting their help to get the house like clean enough to my standards.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, on yeah. a semi-related note I I think I need to care more about like wasting water and wasting energy. <laughs> I feel like that's a thing dads are supposed to care about. And like, I don't care, but like, I, I weirdly like want to be like, Hey, you left the back door open. Like, but I don't, I feel like I need to develop that sensitivity. I think one of the things that's always hard is in the moment, trying to like diagnose what needs need to get met and by whom and how. And it's one thing to just even diagnose your own mood in the middle of like chaos with kids and family and all the other responsibilities, especially like just had a whole long workday. Now we're home. I'm feeling a certain type of way. I don't know what to do about it. I've and maybe at the same time, the person you're like raising a kid with, in this case, like my wife, might be doing the exact same like emotional check in. Like, why am I so flustered right now? Why am I so frustrated? What's going on? What's the vibe of the kids? What's the vibe of the house? It's the vibe of my husband, et cetera, et cetera. Like we're sort of both doing that. And specifically around cleanliness, it's hard when you arrive at different places. Like mm-hmm. if in that moment, my wife's like, you know what we need? Like, it's just feels too chaotic in here. Like I'm just going to, I'm going to spend 20 minutes straightening up. And I actually think, and it's, And it comes from a really good place is her assessment of the situation. And then like it'll actually sort of take everybody's blood pressure down a little bit to just Mm -hmm. be in a place because at least we've seen the way our kids react. They do kind of like take a deep breath when things are clean versus when things are
1: messy. Oh, totally. Yeah.
0: And and I might have diagnosed that same situation and be like, you know what they need? We just need to like be together. They need to just like, Mm. I need to be on the ground on their level with them. We need to be having fun. We need to change the vibe or whatever. And that moment where you, you just kind of like miss each other, especially around the topic of cleanliness. Mm. And then it just leads to resentment because it's like, well, are you trying to like get away from the kids? Well, are you trying to like get out of cleaning? Well, are you, Mm
3: -hmm. and,
0: and, and the cleanliness of the house can become this like proxy battle for some other thing that's actually about mood or priorities or the day you had or whatever.
2: Well, it sounds tough also when it feels like it's not a matter of 15 minutes of maintenance of like tidying up like when it feels like an hour of like oh like the sink is full of dishes and there's a pile of laundry and that like like when it's at that level cause it's not like hey 10 minutes of like speed cleaning we'll and, then, it out. and then we can have that space and then there's like it's a re- really reasonable request but it's more like a hey, the house is bad enough We're like, this is the next, the way we're spending the next significant portion of the evening or whatever. And then there is that judgment call of like, I don't think that's the best use of time. Or I don't think that's what our family needs. And the other person's like, I think that's exactly what our family needs.
0: Especially when you just like worked a whole day, made dinner for the kids, hung out with the kids, baths, teeth brush, read stories, put them to bed. One kid comes out of the room. One kid, duh, 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 I'm scared, whatever, whatever. It's eight 15. They're finally in bed. You've been, people have had expectations of you all day from the minute you woke up, you were at work all day. And then the kids are down and you're like, oh, and our house is a wreck.
3: Mm-hmm. And yeah. so
0: either <laughs> we have to like, keep the momentum going. Like we can't sit down yet. At least for me, where I'm like, once I like sit down, I'm gonna I'm on a path towards falling asleep now.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and so I think it's
2: tough too when you're doing it for four or five people, however big your family is, it's different. Like for Kelly and me, there's that sense of like we can get the house to like a hundred percent where we want it to be. And like as long as we're not hosting a dinner party the next night, like if it's yeah. just the two of us, like worst case scenario, it's gonna drop to like 80%. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, we are not going to wreck the house inside of two or three days with just the two of us. And it, se- it sounds like one of those things where you're like, we could go to bed on Monday with the house exactly where we want it, and by Tuesday night, we could need to do two hours of cleaning to get it back to where it was on Monday night.
0: No, that's like literally true almost every day.
2: So I feel like at that point... And that's why it's so discouraging because you're like, I just,
0: it was so clean. And so, and then even when you're with your kids, like I'll find myself fighting the way that a natural two-year-old wants to play, which is like kind of messy. That's just how they play and they're learning and where I'm like uh, uptight dad, like falling. Don't make that mess. Don't make that mess. And it's just because I spent so much time. Here's
2: your one Lego for the next three hours. (laughs) Exactly. Enjoy it.
0: And, and. You just And that's where you just end up, I think, having to just hold things so loosely and just either go, it's so important to me that the house is clean, that I'm willing to conserve whatever energy I need to conserve to do it w- in whatever pockets of space are afforded to me throughout the day. Or I'm going to just fudge on whatever I thought my standard of cleanliness needed to be so that I can maintain my own sanity slash my kids will get a lot of FaceTime with me. Yeah. And like my best energy. But that thing it it's the th- that that I think I said at the top of the episode that I'm constantly surprised by how much work it takes. I think that's what I'm talking about, Tyler, where you're like it was just clean yesterday. How did this happen?
3: <laughs> and like
0: especially if you have a house like we have people over a lot, like we have family over a lot. They've got a lot of cousins that live in the area and all those things are a part of the life we want and are more important to us than a clean house. Is like we want to have fun in our house sometimes you don't realize how much of a real actual choice that is like this is going to be a fun house where a lot of people come in and feel relaxed and can like totally be themselves or it's going to be a house that's really clean all the time but i don't think we can have both
3: Mm -hmm.
4: i could have gone like i could have gone to bed tonight uh feeling like all right well i got i got those dishes done uh, but David will do the thing where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm partway through. And th- that is exactly when he runs up to my, you know, my leg, holding my leg, hugging me, wants me to pick him up right then and there. And every, you know, uh, one, one part of me is like, Ugh, I like, this is the worst time right now. Can you just want your mom right now? Can you want to read a book? Can you want to do anything else? I just really want to knock out these dishes and feel done with that. But then, um, but, you know, on the on the other hand, I could go to bed, you know, I could go to bed thinking, OK, I, I, I finished those dishes or, um, yeah, we had we had some music playing and uh, I just like danced around like a goofball with David and made him laugh his head off. How, how do I want to go to bed? tonight, you know, yeah, all the dishes are done. Um, or, you know, I had a really good moment with my son. What am I really going to remember a week from now, a month from now? You know, did it, did I get all the, I got all the dishes done or David and I had a really good moment. Um, and, uh, but then uh, honestly, uh, tonight it's, it's actually going to be both. Uh, we, we had a really good moment. We put him to bed and then I had to also get those dishes done so that my, my wife, you know, the, the next day could go, all right, I've got a decently clean house uh, to wreck, you know, with our son, making some really great memories. Uh, so it was both. It was both for us.
0: I also think a two year old is in a uniquely messy face. Yeah. Josie, David and their other cousin, Olive, they're all two and they're the messiest people I know.
2: <laughs> yes. I'm wondering, uh, tell me if this is like an easier said than done situation. Here's, here's what I think I'm going to do when I have kids. I'm not going to give them any toys. So far, I'm, I'm gonna, with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to list them in some sort of like Montessori theater school mm-hmm. where they only get to use their imagination. <laughs> <laughs> super clean. Oh, it's super good it's the, for their brains. It's the hook we'll meal. see if it works. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm also not going to give them food. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just use your imagination. It's Rainbow sherbet. Throw it at Robin Williams. Yeah, It's going to cut He's down a rude, lot He's a rude crude bag of, of pre food, dude.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now for the very best and in interactive parent judging. My favorite segment, Is My Kid a Psycho? All right, here's a voicemail.
5: Hey, guys. I definitely have a story for Is My Kid Psycho? Um, I have been listening to your show for a while now and I get the sense that you really want to help parents. Um, even though your show's for dad, moms love it too. I, I listen to it all the time. Dad
4: tested. Uh, finding right.
5: Good help from you guys. So I'm hoping you will have some answers. Um, no promises. I need help figuring out if my kids are psycho, because if they're not psycho, then the alternative is so, so much worse. <laughs> Um, <laughs> are my kids psycho Or are they actually Rod Stewart's super oh,
3: wow. Oh wow um,
5: That I was have a Shyamalan boys, twist <laughs> And the oldest one A little bit ago started having some Mega epic Next level fits in the car um, I have an hour commute And the boys are with me For a large chunk of that um, yeah. And a lot of times We hit traffic and they get bored or they're hungry or whatever it might be that starts it. But the older one especially, he just started having these legit tantrums, screaming, kicking, throwing things, banging his head on Yeesh. the back of the car seat. Um, It was really, really bad. And because we're all trapped in the car together, by the end of his tantrums, I'm ready to have an epic level fit. And my head was pounding and yeah. So I reached out to some friends and said, hey, my kids are having tantrums in the car. I don't know what to do. They suggested toys. They suggested all kinds of things. I tried all of that. We tried singing songs together. I tried kids' podcasts. I tried everything. Um, someone suggested that I try these essential oils that might help calm them down. So I got a little oh, diffuser that goes okay. in the car. And it I puts drank out water vapor. Of, <laughs> of course and someone suggested that, by kids the way. Kid yeah. calming oils that are supposed to make them all zen and peaceful and it has lights that change colors so the kids can watch the lights, too, and they thought that was really cool. Um, Yeah. So one night, the car camera
2: was
5: horrible, and I decided to go for the full assault, and I found a near-perfect combination (laughs) that almost had them completely calm down. I had to turn on one of the interior lights, just one, not all of them, crack all of the windows approximately three inches down, Hey, sorry for the second call. Google voice hung up on me. Um, So basically, (laughs) I had the windows cracked. I had the oil diffuser going. I had the lights going. I had everything. And I started rotating through every song I could possibly do on my phone just to find something that made them happy. And finally, it came upon the very appropriate children's classic, Do You Think I'm sexy? by Rob Stewart? (laughs) And this seemed to be the breakthrough that they needed because both of them immediately stopped (laughs) screaming and listened. So I just kept (laughs) letting it play. Yeah. Thinking maybe it was the beat, maybe it was something.
3: Whatever. I tried a
5: different song by another artist and they began screaming again. So I asked Siri to play more Rod Stewart and they stopped. And it seemed like the louder I played Rod Stewart, the happier they became Wow. Yes. At this point, we're stuck in horrible traffic. It's the middle of the evening commute, and if you look over, you can actually see kind of in the car from having all the windows cracked, and what you're seeing are two boys grooving out in the back seat with their eyes closed and their heads bobbing, and there's water vapor, Uh, so hmm? it looks kind of like steam or smoke with (laughs) multicolored lights. And Rod Stewart is just bumpy. It was like a mobile Rod Stewart rave in my mom car with the yeah. boys are dancing and a Scottish man is screeching. So we have continued to use Rod Stewart just in everyday life. Uh, we use him to calm down meltdowns at the dinner table. We use him in the car. Oh we use gosh. Rod Stewart everywhere. Uh, it worked so well. I asked Siri to create a playlist with mostly Rod Stewart songs and a couple of 90s club hits just for variety. Yeah, the favorite song right now is the incredible 90s medley from the Three Musketeers Disney movie with Rod Stewart, Brian Adams, and Sting.
1: Oh, let's make um, it all for one and the all for one love. Knows
5: the cover art. because <laughs> it comes on and I think it's going to end, he starts yelling more song, more song, and so I have to make sure the cover art up too. Um, he knows <sighs> the lyrics to most of them. He sings along. The baby will clap. <laughs> And they just they get into it, they close their eyes and they are just belting these power ballads by Rod Stewart. So I need your help. I need to know are my kids psychos or are they actually Rod Stewart superfans?
1: Oh, oh my wow. Okay I I got a few things I gotta say. Okay. All right. First off, because I'm gonna get emails about this. <laughs> the song is Let's Make It one for all, and all for love. Okay, mm, okay. I said all for one, and all for love. No, yes, no, no, yes. no. Make it one for all. One for all, all for one. love. Three, Three next m- years. Easy mistake. It's a, it's a straight up classic. Two, Rod Stewart has the jams. I don't care who <laughs> knows it. <laughs> yeah, that's a rad thing that your kids get it. But yeah. Rod Stewart can do no wrong. Three, <laughs> I am pretty sure she said that she was listening or having her kids listen to what she called kid
4: which yeah what are those
1: well i'll tell you first off there's a kid serial Mm -hmm. like serial s-e-r-i-a-l but they're Mm -hmm. not solving a murder okay um they're just they're trying to figure out what the duck does (laughs) is is this a real thing he goes quack no it's not a real thing
0: (laughs) 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 oh yeah like that's crazy
1: the kids WTF with Mark Maron is really good. <laughs> <laughs> this call blew me away. First off, your kid's not a psycho. They just like to party. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call it what it is.
0: <laughs> I have so much empathy for this woman because that feeling of I'm in a confined space and my irrational child, like I don't, When you're just at the end of your rope and you're like, I don't know, freaking let's let's create some weird vapors in here. Maybe that'll help. Let's crack the windows two inches. Nothing. Just anything. Any, I will do anything if you will just shut up. Anything. Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm. (laughs) I just feel so so
0: bad. And she's freaking hustling. She's commuting an hour with her kids. Like, respect. And then those poor kids who don't want to be in the car (laughs) and just get to the end of their rope, and then are just like, nothing exists except for my feelings and Mm -hmm. my desire to
1: express them that yeah. is my entire universe yeah. i i get it so much
2: when and that's where rod comes in <laughs> and gives them a, a platform yeah. upon which to express their feelings
4: i think about this mom like she sits alone waiting for suggestions and you know he's so nervous avoiding all the questions and <laughs> his lips are dry her heart is gently pounding
1: there's vomit on her sweater Don't already. you just
4: know exactly what they're thinking? His his heart's beating like a drum. Is <laughs> this Maggie Mae? Is he going to get this girl home? Oh, uh, are you- <laughs> well, soon, baby, we'll all be alone. Don't you know exactly what they're Idiot. thinking? <laughs> if you want my body <laughs> and you think I'm sexy. <laughs>
2: Hey, what's the what's the worst song that your kid has ever been obsessed with? Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, good question. Okay, okay, okay. Good
0: question. I, I think Baby Shark is a banger, so not that <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 I saw do, a tweet do. the other day that said that said, uh eighteen years from now in a club a DJ's gonna drop Baby Shark and the place is gonna <laughs> explode. <laughs>
1: There is a period of time where Atlee was really into, um, uh, Barbie Girl by mm-hmm. Aqua. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. And she wanted to to, And I think for her, it was more just like novelty of like... Like there's a song I, about
2: Barbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I play with Barbies and this is a song about... That's what I the play only
2: with. This song about them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, and I kind of got mad at first because she definitely like tends to run songs into the ground. But then, um... Barbie Girl's kind of a banger, dude. It is, <laughs> dude, dude, honestly, <laughs> Aqua knew
2: what was up.
1: Emmy's really into Jingle Bells, which is great in December. <laughs> not so great in December.
2: <laughs> yeah, so to me, this doesn't seem like psychotic behavior, although it, it might drive the mom to yeah. psychosis.
0: Yeah. I, I just want to say a couple things. Number one, yeah. I don't think your kid is a psycho.
2: No. I no, have so
0: much no. empathy and respect, but the picture you painted of, like, steam... And like fog yeah. and then flashing lights and yeah. cracked windows yeah. and the car just bouncing to Rod Stewart and yeah. people just sitting next to you in traffic, wondering yeah. what's going on. That picture is going to stay with me. And I just want to say thank you. So is your kid a psycho?
1: No way. No, no way. Your kid's pretty awesome. Your kids sound dope. I, w- I want to say this. Uh, and I'm going to put this out to this person who made this call, who I don't think we know. If you could get video of this, We will put it on the Hey Dad social media. And also I will pay money to promote it. I will pay money to promote it (laughs) on Instagram. We will boost it. We will pay Mm -hmm. to boost boost this video.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you've got a story to tell about your kid being a psycho, call us and tell us about it. 415-340-2349.
4: And maybe your story will be on this podcast. All right. So something really cathartic from time to time is just, uh, just, realizing that you have some common ground with some other people who have some very fixed opinions about some really shallow, stupid things that uh, they just want to go out on a limb and say, you know what? I hate this. So this next segment is called, you know what I hate? Hey, you guys know what I hate? What do you hate, Kev? What do you hate? I
0: don't know. I hate when your kid is in some sort of behavior that requires correction. They're throwing a tantrum. Mm -hmm. They're disobeying. And then in the middle of that moment, they hurt themselves. <laughs> like, for example, a kid's throwing a tantrum, they're mad, and then they like, kind of like, throw their head back and like hit their head on something. And then you can't correct them anymore. Because now they don't remember any of the things that happened before they hit their head. All they need now is for you to hug them. But I don't want to hug you. You hurt yourself, you dummy. And you hurt yourself because you were doing something stupid in the first place. But all you know in this moment is that you need a hug from your dad because you hurt your head because you're a dumb goldfish that I'm legally required to instruct and feed. But really... I just wanted to send you to your room, and now I can't.
1: Kevin, I now I Kevin, can I, can I piggyback on that? Do you know what I hate? What I hate there? when you're disciplining your child and you have to discipline them, but in the middle of them, uh, of you doing that, they do something that is so funny, and you're yep. just freaking stuck because I, Atley <laughs> was having a temper tantrum about something, and in the middle of this temper tantrum at home, granted. Where I was like, hey, you can't do this. Hey, you can stop. You can't do this. She went, I have to go poop, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is so great that in the middle of this, you realize like, uh, uh, dad, can we just put a pin in this? Dad, you're making some really, great points. Really got to go However, log off over here. You know what I
2: hate? What do you hate? What do you hate? <gasps> Paper straws. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's it's gross. The thing. Here's the thing is I love the sentiment. You know, I am mm-hmm. I'm all about it. I'm like, good for you, industry. Mm-hmm. Way to try to way to try to try make an effort towards not killing all of the sea otters and yeah, having there's, sustainable- a, there's a floating
0: plastic island the size of a U.S. state that you're not As contributing to. That's right. Some, know, some very, would call it very, a flotilla.
2: Very real thing we should care about. Um, but you know, what's better than not killing all the otters, mm. not having my iced coffee be undrinkable because I'm trying to drink <laughs> it through like a, a, a wet napkin after like 90 yeah. seconds.
1: So let me ask you a question because I've struggled with this also, but isn't it preferable for, to, from paper straws to just drink it out of a cup like normal without a straw?
2: Yes. And I would and almost you know say at
1: that point, I, do, 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 do we as a society need straws anymore?
2: So no. here's here's the only the only possible solution that I can think of is okay. that that's exactly what what Big Paper Straw has in mind, <laughs> and the people behind Big Paper Straw is actually just Big. Don't use lids anymore. That's an industry, right?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of because, money in lid shorting.
2: Because I get it having a having a cup and then having to get a lid and a straw so you can drink a thing for five minutes. That's yeah, very very wasteful. I'm with you. I'm with and you. And you know what? I hate spilling when I'm drinking my coffee in the car. So I'm going to get a lid and a straw.
0: you guys know what I hate? What do you hate, Kev? I hate how it's impossible to say the word naivete without sounding like a jerk. Ooh, that's of- <laughs> yeah. So sometimes yeah, in hard. the course of a conversation... You need to describe the quality Of being naive and so you'll be like I don't know I don't know if that's like Malice so much as just naivete And then as soon as you say it You sound like someone you don't want to hang
2: out with
1: Do you (laughs) you feel like Do you feel like you're better off saying naiveness And just taking the L On being (laughs) an illiterate Dummy Than having to pronounce a French word Because I'm almost with you I feel like naivete Is just like I don't want to be friends with that guy (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, because that's what I'm saying. I just want us all to be okay. Like right now, it's 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 what you said, Derek. It's it's my um my core need as a person to appear smart. Like God forbid anyone not think I'm smart, because that just yeah, like exposes sure. all of my insecurity. You notice that about Battling you. Battling with my desire to not be that guy. <laughs> so can we just all agree on like naiveness? Naiveness. That works for me.
1: I've been in conversations where somebody has gone comically out of their way to avoid saying naivete, and I can, like, tell as the it's B probably with me. of that A-B conversation. They're going, you know, the guy just has a certain amount of believe whatever somebody tells him. Like, I'm going to believe <laughs> this. I'm like, gimme naivete? You just didn't want to say it? I'm with you, bro. I got it. Uh,
2: you know what else I hate? You know what, what do you, do you hate, Ty? I have friends that are always like, I'm about to get sick. I can tell I'm going to be sick in like two or three days. And then they do get sick. Oh gosh. (laughs) And I'm just like, stop it. (laughs) Stop telling yourself you're about to get sick. Self-fulfilling prophecy is real. Your mind is powerful. Stop speaking the influenza over your poor body.
1: Our words stop have it. the power of life or death. And it's what you're saying is stop thing. speaking death over yourself. Tyler, I didn't it's take just, you for a why whammer, but now I know. They're
2: just, they're just like, <laughs> I know it. I just can tell I'm starting to I'm. I have that thing where I'm really sensitive to nectarines. I'm going to be sick in two days. And you're like, hey, don't. Okay. So
0: this might be a jump that, that you guys don't follow along with, but, the same type of person that I feel like obsesses over that and then like externalizes all of those feelings. Like not only am I thinking these thoughts, I think it's important that you think that I think that I might get sick soon. I think that same person also talks about their birthday month (laughs) And, (laughs) and they're turning 36 and they're born February 18th. And on February 1st, guess what? birthday I, month. How about don't want to be your friend? How about that? I'm
1: going to I'm going to go even further on you, uh, further with you Kevin. Do you know what I hate? People who just know when their birthday is?
3: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> and here's the deal.
1: When you know what your birthday is, you're kind of admitting that's a big deal, and I'm sorry, that's super lame. For instance, right now, I know my birthday is somewhere in the last 3 months of the year. And that's good. Because <laughs> that I'm a grown man. I'm 38. When's my birthday? Quick, someone, Kevin, ask me when my birthday is.
0: Even knowing that ask you're 38. My birthday is. When's your birthday, Derek?
1: Second half of the year, bro. Can't tell you anything else, man. I don't know. <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> you know
0: what I hate?
3: What? Tell me. Tell me.
0: I hate my semi-regular internal battle over whether to consume dairy products.
3: (laughs) That's what I hate. Why
0: why can't I just have a bowl of cereal without becoming a menace to my household? That's (laughs) the cost-benefit analysis that I legitimately Mm -hmm. have to do. Like, Mm -hmm. man, Cinnamon Toast Crunch would be so good. But like... Do I want to fart a hundred times?
1: So in this scenario, do I have
0: two hours of the next 12 hours to so, spend in the bathroom. So
1: Kev, let me get this right. In this scenario, just a consumption of milk is what makes you like fart.
0: Yeah, here's the thing I'm lactose intolerant I was in denial about it for a good 10 years and Oh yeah, right I there just, with you, buddy I just thought, no, you're still in it, Andy I just thought <laughs> I thought that, like, everybody just, like, farted all the time And pooped five times a day And then I stopped having dairy And I was like, oh, this is different My stomach doesn't hurt No,
1: nah, dude, no, nah, I'm calling bullsh Let me ask you a question Can you eat eggs?
0: Yeah, eggs don't come dairy. from a cow
1: then you're fine. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you just say eggs aren't dairy? Yeah, they don't come from a cow, dum dum. First off, screw yourself. Second off, <laughs> to talk to you like I'm a kid. Third off, <laughs> eggs for breakfast are great. Just eat eggs. Be okay with savory foods. You're not a ten year old anymore, Kevin. You gotta uh, eat cereal. I-
0: I like eggs. I would just also occasionally like to put cheese on those eggs without.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, no cheese! Dutch ovening no my cheese? wife. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's no cheese. That's all? all I want. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I withdraw.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, you know what I hate is that mm-hmm. all three of the Massive brothers have the same thing going on. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't know it wasn't normal that. To have, like, the half of your time in the bathroom be, like, normal and the other mm-hmm. half be diarrhea until <laughs> I got married. And Kelly, like, three months into our marriage was like, oh, babe. I was like, what? She's like, I just had diarrhea. And I was like, oh, you mean, like, you pooped? <laughs> She's like, no, like, diarrhea. And I went, oh, you mean, like, I shouldn't feel like that on a daily basis? <laughs> so... Right there with you Kevo And
1: one guy Who's glad he's not their brother
0: (laughs) Well that's all for the Hey Dad podcast But before we go uh, Andy you were sharing with us that you've got Some exciting news for the uh, podcast community
4: yeah, yeah, uh, next time on the Hate Ed Podcast, uh, Daniel Eck, the uh, CEO of Spotify, is going to apologize to me personally because um, I've got the free version of Spotify, and uh, I just, uh, Sexy Time, I'm just going to say Sexy Time usually gets ruined <laughs> by Spotify ads um, that just you know come on in the middle of my uh, Sexy Time mix um, because they want to turn any moment into a Starbucks moment, and I don't want that moment to be turned into a Starbucks moment. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm so excited to have him here. Well, that's it for now. Till next time. Love you. Oh, wait. Well, that's all for now. I'm Kevin. I'm Andy Tyler.
1: I'm Bye. (laughs) Love you. Bye.